not going to keep you too long, but I just want to share a few things about Thanksgiving from the Psalms tonight. When you think of the book of Psalms, you know, the Psalms are often, many of them are prayers that people prayed out of a difficult time in their life. Others of them are songs, and we sing some of those songs. Uh, some of them are people who are just declaring out loud their total trust uh, in God. And, and then some of them are just seasons of life where people are so frustrated and they just wrote out a psalm to God. They didn't pray. They say stuff like, why do the wicked prosper? Why do the evil do more evil? And then they get more rich. It just doesn't make sense, God. And so when you think about the Psalms, there's always an answer in the Psalms to something. But I want to look at some of the Psalms of Thanksgiving tonight and how we can be thankful with some of these Psalms that I'm going to look at. Now, I've told you before, one of the habits we've tried to teach our children growing up was before they went to bed, they had to thank God for one thing God did that day. Not yesterday, not tomorrow, not last year. Because the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, And everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. We don't give thanks for the terrible things that happen, but we give thanks in the season of the terrible things. In the season. And so I want to read to you Psalm 27 tonight, and it goes like this. The Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life, of whom should I be afraid? When the wicked came up against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and my foes, they stumbled and they fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war may rise against me, in this I will be confident. One thing I have desired, and that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion, in the secret place of his tabernacle he shall hide me. He will set me on high upon a rock, and now my head shall be lifted up above my enemies all around me, Therefore, I will offer sacrifices of joy in his tabernacle. I will sing, yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. Now, this is a guy that's got enemies coming after him, people that just can't stand him, hate him. He says, I'm just going to sing, you know, be joyful, give God thanks. Verse 7, hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice and have mercy also upon me and answer me. When you say, seek my face, my heart said to you, your face, Lord, I will seek. And do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger, for you have been my help. Amen? Amen. A couple things. What can we thank God for from the psalm? Well, number one, the Bible says the Lord is my light. And as followers of Jesus Christ, we know that our God is light. In him was light and the light was the life of men. And you have to ask yourself, what's the purpose of light? What, what does light do? Uh, the first verse, it says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Well, 
light always gives us a little bit further sight in the path that we're walking. And when you walk with Jesus Christ, not everyone knows what's coming their way, but sometimes God will show you a little bit what's coming. And it's always nice when he gives you a little light. Now, there's a saying, to be forewarned is to be forearmed. When God gives you a little bit of what's coming, maybe it's stress, you can prepare yourself for it. Or maybe it's just a good season, an open door, a new job, a new opportunity. You can say, hey, you know, I had this dream, this door opened up, and God gave you light. And you can always be thankful for the light because he doesn't give everyone light. Those that abide with God have his light in their life. I think of a, an example in my life when I was in um, a senior of high school, and I was trying to decide. I had some people prophesy over me that there was a call of God, and, and I, I never, ever base anything on a prophecy. I base it on God confirming that to me. And so I was praying, Lord, should I go to university or should I go to Bible school? And uh, over a season of about five or six months, the Lord put his light and made it so clear to me that he wanted me to go to Bible school. And so I went from Canada to the United States to a Bible school that I never visited ever until I stepped onto it day one of semester one. Most people will go check out a college or university before they go. I never did that. Never did. And I didn't do that because his light made it clear I was to be there. I was to be there. I mean, you know, sometimes when God shows you his light, it doesn't always make it easy. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. I mean, you know, you, you got light. You got to walk through it. It doesn't make it easy, but how I many you know if you thank God, you can walk through it? Amen. And then the second thing I want to talk to you about this from the scripture, uh, verse 2. And it says, not only is the Lord my light, but he's my strength. Now, when you're young, you don't think about your physical strength. But when you get a little bit older, the aches and pains come in, and uh, you don't feel like getting out of bed sometimes, you begin to have a new revelation of what it is that the Lord is my light and my strength. And it's important that we give thanks for his strength in our lives. Sometimes we may go through a season of just being in the hospital and we can't get out of bed. <laughs> and we can't go anywhere. But we can say, Lord, you are my strength. You brought me into this world. And Lord, I have to depend on your strength. Sometimes through, again, seasons of storms, tribulation. I'm thinking of Florida and some of the hurricanes they've had recently. How'd you like to be one of those people down in Florida, they've gone through two hurricanes. I just, it would exhaust me, but they said, Lord, you're my strength. <laughs> naked I came into this world, naked I'm leaving. All that I have, you gave me. And Lord, you will give us the strength to get through it, amen? Thank him for the strength you have when you're young. 
So you can know it's his strength that keeps you when you're a little bit older. Number three, not only is the Lord our light, not only is the Lord our strength, but the Bible says the Lord is our rock. <laughs> because there'll be also times in your life or ports that you'll sail into and you will feel like everything's shaking underneath you. But that's why Jesus said, I'm your rock. I'm a rock. I, you can stand on me. You can lean against me. You can fall on me. And you need to be grateful because it's the rock that protects us, does it not? He's our rock. Number four, he is our helper. He's a present help in our time of what? In our time of need. Psalms 30.10, he helps us. When I uh, talk to young people, children and teens, adolescents, sometimes I tell them, you do your best for the Lord, but the rest you've got to trust him. He's your help. He opens a door. And sometimes kids will say, no, pastor, I work hard. I get those A's. I got that job. <laughs> and I'll say, well, the Lord does want you to be good work, good work ethic. But don't think that everything you get in life is because of you. <laughs> I quoted before, John 3.27. John the Baptist said, a man can receive nothing except it be given from heaven above. Everything you get in life that is good comes from heaven above. John the Baptist. And John didn't have much. John walked around in, uh, you know, this, this leather and ate wild locusts and honey, and he didn't have much. But he did say, let me tell you something. Anything good you get in life, it comes from God. He's your help. And you need to remember that. Thank God that he is your help. And then lastly, I'll share this, and then we're going to go around, and if you have a testimony of Thanksgiving you'd like to share, we're going to ask you to share it. If you don't want to share it, you don't have to, but we're going to ask you to share it in the mic. One thing that you're thankful for, so you can be thinking of that while I talk about my last point here. But number five, God is our hiding place. I mean, you know, sometimes you just want to get away from it all. <laughs> just the rat race, everything that's going on, and you say, just, oh, I want to take me away. Well, do you know we can find in the prayer closet sometimes a hiding place where God will protect us. He'll cover us. He'll rejuvenate us. And God wants us to come to the hiding place. It says, when you go into the secret place to pray, Matthew 6, I will be there. Every time you go someplace that is secret, that no one goes with you, and you go to pray, there's a promise. The Lord says, I'll meet you there. That's the hiding place. Nothing wrong with praying with your spouse, which I do every night before we go to bed. Nothing wrong with praying with your children. But there's a hiding place, which is just you and the Lord, no one else. And the Lord wants you to know that when you go there, you need to thank him that even though you may not feel his presence, he's there. He promises to be there. He's listening when you think your prayers are bouncing off the ceiling. And you can just go in there and say, Lord, I thank you. Your word says, 
You are my hiding place. I don't feel you today. I don't sense anything, but I know you're here because your word says that when I go in the secret place to pray, you will meet me there. So I thank you, Lord. You're in the hiding place. And that reassuring that you don't have to see God, feel God, but you can know he's there when you pray. He's our light. He will shine down your path of light, life. You need that. Number two, he is our strength. He's our rock. He's our helper. And he's a hiding place. Thank him for those things. Thank him for those things. So let's, let's close in a word of prayer. And then I'm going to bring the mic down to my vice pastor, Pastor Roger, and we'll begin to give thanksgiving publicly to the Lord. Father, sometimes it's not easy to thank you, but Lord, you told us it's important to give thanks to you. You said, enter your gates with thanksgiving and into your courts with praise. Lord, you got angry with three million people because they never thanked you for your deliverance of them out of Egypt, and that upset you. Help us, Lord, to be a people of thanksgiving. Teach our children. Teach one another the importance of it so that we can keep our focus on your goodness and not on all the troubling things that are going around in this world. We love you, Lord, and we give thanks to you in this great assembly today. In Jesus' name, amen. So, so Father, bless your people, Lord, and I pray, Father, for the family celebrations around the dinner table, Lord, that coming up this Thursday, Lord. We pray that you would protect us, Lord, as we go. Some may have to travel the family. We pray, Lord, that the peace that was here tonight we would bring to wherever we go and that we'd celebrate the love and the peace that comes through Jesus Christ. Thank you for this in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen, amen. God bless you. Have a happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you Sunday at 1030. Thank you for listening to the teaching from the Word of God. My name is Paul Height. I'm the pastor of Evangelical Christian Church, located at 1325 Watertown Ave in Waterbury, Connecticut. We would love to have you join us and worship Jesus Christ this coming Sunday at 1030. Now may God bless you, and may he continue to cause you to grow in the grace and the knowledge of his son, Jesus Christ.